0: Hello and welcome to Yudcast episode 87. This is head of school Dan Glass with you once again recording live in the sound lab here at the Brandeis School of San Francisco. It is very nice to be back with you once again. Uh, It's been a while. It's been a while. We have not recorded an episode of the Yudcast uh, in a bit and as my Uh, Some of my podcast heroes um, uh, Jalen and Jacoby like to say it's been a long time Shouldn't have left you without a dope pod to step to So uh, we have been missing from these airwaves It is good to be back on them Uh, It's a beautiful wintry Thursday morning here in San Francisco Uh, And we're going to start out today with a poem as we start Uh, Every day with a poem, and I was thinking about looking for, you know, a kind of a Mary Oliver deep cut, um, something uh, more from the B sides of one of her books. But um, I I thought instead to share the poem that I uh, of hers that has um, been most resonant in my life, and it's actually been most resonant in my life by virtue of its uh, impact. Um, on the life of my mother-in-law. So I'm going to read the poem uh, here. It's called Wild Geese. Um, And then I'll tell you a little story about it. It goes like this. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. Um, it's a beautiful poem, and it's a poem that uh, has hung in um, my mother-in-law's home for uh, as long as I've known her, some 15 years or so now, and um, and she tells the story of um, uh, meeting the, uh, my, my wife's stepfather. Um, this was after she and my wife's father divorced. And they were early in, um, in their dating lives together. And uh, my mother-in-law, I think, uh, struggled with the idea of making time to date. Struggled with the idea of making time for herself as I think a lot of parents do um, you know that that Everything we do no matter how much it might nourish our souls that takes us away uh, for an evening for uh, a weekend afternoon is also something that takes us away from our children and um, and she uh, um her then uh, eventual future husband who has since uh, sadly passed away and he's somebody that was very important in in my life and in all of our lives just a wonderful human being named David Yearsley. Um she uh, got to his house at one point and he had this poem up on the wall and the uh, the permission it offered her uh, in a moment a challenging moment in the wake of a divorce and still raising uh, teenagers at that point, um, the permission it gave her to say that you do not have to be good, to say that you only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves, to to name um, the, uh, the humanness of our lived experience in the world um, was very powerful. And um, that poem, because of that story, really means a lot to me. Um, it means a lot to me as I Uh, navigate the challenges of um, raising young children Um, and it also just means a lot to me in in my life as a poet and thinking about what is the role of poetry in our lives and and um, often the role that that poetry takes is it it stands in um, in moments of ceremony and ritual Um, but it's the the moments of ceremony and ritual that that we have sometimes they are marked by um uh external forces you know i i um i was at uh, kahila community synagogue this last weekend um, for a naming ceremony for the twins uh, who were born um, about six months ago um, to my dear friend aaron and his wife atalia Um, and that was a very, um, was a, a sort of high ritual moment, right? We knew we were in the space of ritual. We were in a synagogue. There was a Torah out. We were saying prayers. Um, and actually the, um, Rabbi Dev Noiley, uh, shared, um, as part of that Saturday morning service shared, uh, this poem, wild geese. But, um, there are other kinds of ritual and ceremonial moments in our lives that are not Uh, they're not ones where we're participating in what we think of as traditional rituals. And, and, you know, there's a kind of ritual or ceremonial consciousness that I think we can um, become aware of. Uh, Sometimes you might think of it as descending upon yourself. Um, And it comes, I think, in in moments uh, of... You know, significant moments in our lives, you know, I think it's the formal feeling uh, that um, Emily Dickinson described when she said, "After great pain, a formal feeling comes um, and anyway, poetry can play an Im- really important role in those moments too, in the in the ceremonial moments um, that we happen upon that might be more private and personal. Um, and uh yeah i think um that's some of what i was thinking about uh this week you know we this this was a week um in which we were not short on ancestors to guide and inspire our days you know we began the week in our national memorialization of dr martin luther king jr um, and at our board meeting on Tuesday night, Rabbi Batsheer Torchio led the assembled trustees in considering how Dr. King's concept of a beloved community connects with Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs' notion of covenants that connect us. Um, and for me, it brought to mind Dr. King's powerful letter from a Birmingham jail. It's a beautiful piece of prose for those of you who have not done yourselves the favor of making time to read it. Uh, I used to teach letter from a Birmingham jail um, in teaching college freshmen uh, the, the art of rhetoric and, and teaching them how to write persuasively, uh, how to write soulfully, how to write with a voice that is authentically your own. Um, And there are many really powerful quotes from it. Uh, I think a lot of us probably carry with us in our hearts the words, Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, uh, which comes from that letter. But the sentence that immediately follows uh, that sentence is um, also a particularly beautiful vision. It says, quote, We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny." That single garment of destiny feels so true right now, and also so contested, as we both feel our shared impact on the planet gather force in the storms and fires that mark our shifting seasons, and also watch our nation divide itself again and again into opposing groups, fighting now over how best to hold ourselves apart from other nations. I was listening recently to an interview with a delegation from the World Economic Forum in Davos, uh, Switzerland, noting that while ours is a world of competing ideologies, we cannot deny the increasing interconnectedness of our social and economic lives. As Dr. King goes on to write in the letter from a Birmingham jail, whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. We know the truth of our mutuality to our very atoms, and yet it seems to require increasing imagination to act on that truth. Sitting as a sliver of an idea in Rabbi Torchio's Devar Torah Tuesday evening, between the preacher and the rabbi was the poet, Mary Oliver, who we began with here, uh, who passed away last week. Um, uh, And she shared in that Devar, Mary Oliver's reminder to love the world um uh, just a really brief line um love yourself first then turn away then love the world um but uh this week there were many um appreciations for the life and work of Mary Oliver that um were sent around as is often the case when we lose a, a, a towering figure in the world of letters um, And uh, the one that really caught my eye and mind um, was from Maria Popova's excellent Brain Pickings, which I've talked about before here on the Yudcast. Uh, It's an impressive feat of uh, curating um, a a life of art and letters um, and sharing it on a weekly basis in a newsletter form. There's also a a website version, Um, but anyway, Uh, of the work of imagination in the world um, Mary Oliver writes uh, it is a silver morning like any other I am at my desk then the phone rings or someone raps at the door I am deep in the machinery of my wits reluctantly I rise I answer the phone or I open the door and the thought which I had in hand or almost in hand is gone creative work needs solitude It needs concentration without interruptions. It needs the whole sky to fly in and no eye watching until it comes to that certainty, which it aspires to, but does does not necessarily have at once. Privacy, then a place apart to pace, to chew pencils, to scribble and erase and scribble again. That place apart is what we strive toward in our ways and what we strive to create on a daily basis at Brandeis. The solitude required to do the heavy work of conceptualizing our core interconnectedness. I see children engaged in these practices walking the halls every day, sitting with a paper in their lap and a pencil in hand, staring into the air, or in morning mindfulness practices, breathing in quiet unison or sharing prayerful spaces, digging into millennia of shared rituals each week. These moments we do our best to let the whole sky fly in for our students so that they can imagine and imagine again how to repair the garment of our shared destiny. And with that, I wish you all weekends full of such silver mornings my friends Um, you know I we began with Mary Oliver this week in in um, in honor of her passing but I do want to say that we're gonna be sharing a lot of poetry by uh, women of color um, on the good cast this year that is one of my intentions that I've set for myself this year to really focus my poetry reading uh, on the work of, um, writers, women of color. Um, and I've been reading, uh, a wonderful book by Barbara Jane Reyes that I'll be sharing, uh, some of, uh, next week I imagine. So, um, Shabbat Shalom to any of you listening on Shabbat. May you, um, enjoy, uh, a peaceful weekend and, uh, we'll look forward to being back with you next week.